Good morning. You know what I'm going to say next if you've been listening to Sunday Morning Alive. (laughs) Maranatha. Even so come, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Amen. I am Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and right now on our website, it is time for Sunday Morning Alive. We pray that you are well today, but regardless of the circumstances you find yourself in this morning, I want you to know that we serve a God who is faithful. (laughs) Amen. That brings us to our subject matter today. We're going to be talking about faith rooted in God's holy character. Faith rooted in God's holy character. Amen. Let me make a statement about faith. Number one, faith in your faith will fail if your faith ever wavers. Let me say it again very clearly to you. Faith in your faith will fail if your faith ever wavers. But faith in God's unchanging character will never fail. He is forever faithful. Hallelujah. Let me continue to say, before we read the scripture, if you have your Bible, turn with me to Hebrews six thirteen through 19. Understanding the faithfulness of God, dear friend, will set you free. Again, the power of faith and trust spring from and blossom out of the soil of the personal appreciation. See, it's rooted in the appreciation and appropriation of the faithfulness of God. We are always called to remember that God is true and God is faithful. And and it speaks in the old covenant of the God who cannot lie. You see, in God's holy character, He doesn't choose to tell the truth. <laughs> There's no darkness in Him at all. All his the light of his his holy person and presence and essence is one hundred percent pure. That's why the Bible said every every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variableness, <laughs> neither a shadow of turning. Many Christians today are like yo-yos coming continually. They're up and then they're down. And then they're up and then they're down. And their life is a roller coaster of faith and doubt and faith and doubt. There's a lack of stability to their lives. One day they are are fearless (laughs) and on fire for God. And the next day they're flat on their face. And they wonder what in the world happened. What was the license plate, if you please, of that truck that just hit me? Again, that which will strengthen our trust and deepen our faith is having a correct understanding and a proper view of the character of God. Amen. Once again, faith in your faith will fail if your faith ever wavers. But faith in God's unchanging character will never fail because He is forever faithful. Hallelujah. Let me read a scripture to you about that. Hebrews six thirteen through 19. It said, For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. <laughs> Amen. Saying, Surely blessing, I will bless thee, and multiplying, I will multiply thee. 
And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men verily swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife, wherein God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things, in which it was impossible for God to lie. I want to underscore that just a moment. <laughs> two, two things in which it was impossible for God to lie. Amen. It's impossible for God to be God and not be true. Amen. It is impossible for God to lie because He doesn't choose to tell the truth and be tempted to not do it or waver in it. He is truth. Amen. There's no darkness in Him. Praise God. Not even a shadow of turning. Glory to God. That we might have strong consolation about these two immutable things. What is the the immutable things? It's God's promise and His promise to perform it. Amen. Amen. Two immutable things in which it was unfaithful. Amen. God's oath to perform His promise. His promise that He made in His oath to perform His promise. He swore by Himself because there's no one more pure, more powerful, more holy than Himself. Amen. That by two immutable things, verse 18, in which it was impossible for God to lie, that we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold on the hope that is set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which entereth into that within the veil. Well, what is that? Who is that? What was behind the veil, that great linen curtain where the Ark of the Covenant was hid behind it and was so holy only the priest could go once a year after offering personal sin offerings. What was back there other than the ark? Amen. It's speaking of the presence of God. God was expressing Himself in a particular place behind the veil. Amen. And, and, and a representation of His covenant was with Israel was, was, was typified in the ark of the covenant. Amen. God swore by Himself. This word immutable here means fixed and unalterable. Two immutable things, His word and His oath to perform it. You see, God puts His honor on the line so that we might have confident, expectant faith no matter what the circumstance. God will come through, dear friend. He will not fail you and He will not forsake you his promise is his promises are yea and amen to them that believeth and we should never ever ever rely on our feelings <laughs> how many have found that out already feelings come and feelings go and sometimes you're high and sometimes you're low listen friend of mine we should not get caught up 
in in this ceaseless, uh, vicious circle of self-evaluation and, and very morbid introspection. You know, when I look at myself and my own personal ability to believe God no matter what, and I find myself wavering or shaking, it's, I'm not talking about unbelief. I'm just talking about when fear begins to seem to override faith and, and doubt begins to, to enter in to my thought processes and I fight that back and say, Lord, uh, can you do anything for me in this condition? (laughs) Have you ever heard the term? I'm sure you have. If you can't take the heat, stay out of the kitchen. If you can't run with the big dogs, stay on on the porch. Have you ever seen someone preaching under a mighty strong anointing declaring the word of god with great faith and you you look at yourself and say i i i, I can't expect anything i i waver too much so many times well listen this is the issue today we do all waver sometimes and that wavering faith can be stabilized when we understand to shift our focus from the from our faith in our faith to faith in his faithfulness praise god let, let me let me uh, illustrate it this way this morning you know the story jesus said go to the other side the sea of galilee i i will meet you on the other side well they took off for the other side and a storm came up <laughs> it seems like every time they got in a boat <laughs> the, the devil tried to sink it every time they stepped out on the word in obedience to christ the enemy came against them with everything he had sound familiar today amen so they they they're in this terrible storm and 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 peter is looking out into the stormy sea and the rain and the and he sees a a form of a person and it looks like jesus and he says not only that what is taking him back is that this person is walking on the waters in the midst of the storm he is just walking calmly on the waters and he can't believe his eyes and he says lord is is that you if that's you bid me come to you and jesus said come now, i'm going to tell you if you want <laughs> if if you want if if you want to get your faith working You've got to, number one, set your gaze upon Jesus. But number two, you've got to quit trusting in your own faith to never, never waver. But keep your faith in His faithfulness. Now, I'm going to say something that will be controversial, but that's okay. I've said things before. And I've, I've been studying the Bible for over four decades, and I have a, and I have walked out this in my life. I'm now almost 75 years old, and, and I can tell you something about God's faithfulness. Praise God. Amen. I have faith in Him today. And the reason my faith is still set and stable in him is because I know something about his unchanging character 
of faithfulness. God is holy and he is pure and there's not no variableness in him, not even a shadow of turning. Praise God. Amen. Every time I look toward me, I find weaknesses and I find in, I find flaws. But when I look to him, I find that that is pure, that that is holy, and I find a love that is intact. Even when I'm shaking, his love is unshakable toward me. Well, he said, Peter, get out of the boat. And Peter, listening to the word, acting on the word, looking to Jesus, he got out of the boat and he began to walk the water. And when he saw that the storm got stronger, (laughs) you get out on the word, it doesn't mean that everything's just going to, you know, level out and everything's going to be fine. You start acting on the word of God, the devil gets extremely nervous that he's going to have somebody with a shield of faith that's going to quench his fiery darts and take ground for God. And he's going to come against you. (laughs) Amen. I don't know if they got a kitchen sink in hell, but I don't know there's no water in it. But I'll tell you this, you've heard the term, he'll throw everything against you but the kitchen sink. He'll throw the kitchen sink too. He'll throw everything he's got against you. And that's why it's vitally important when the storm intensifies, when you're acting on the word, to get your faith beyond your own personal ability to never waver, but in God's faithfulness to never fail you. Oh, I don't know if you caught that. (laughs) Listen, I have seen people with faith in their faith. And when their faith wavered, they had no recourse. They had no recourse. They had no plan B. And you need a plan A, and that is to have perfect faith. But if your faith does waver, you need a plan B. And plan B is to trust in Him who will never fail you. Trust in a love that won't let you fall and won't let you go. Trust in a God who said, I will never, no, never leave you in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But I will go with you all the way through the highs, the lows, and all the in-between, even unto the end of the age. We need to get to know this God today. Praise God. Faith is not an object, you see. You you only have faith when you express it. And you will only have faith when you behold the object of your faith. And that is God Himself. When, when Peter saw that the storm was exceedingly strong, he began to sink. And while he was sinking, he, his faith in his faith to walk the water or act on the word was shifted to God's faithfulness to sustain him and support him. And he cried out, and this does, this sounds like a cry of doubt and desperation. It isn't. It's a cry of pure faith. And I'm going to tell you why it was pure. Jesus, save me. <laughs> why, why didn't he just stand on the word and never have to do that? Because he's human. Oh, let me uh, remind you today. <laughs> oh, oh, thou mighty one, thou art human too. Remember, remember when Julius Caesar, uh, it said in, in one of the, the writings of him and Rome was conquering nation and army after army. 
and 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 Caesar was 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 in his golden chariot with white horses pulling it. His armies were being displayed, marching behind it, and they, and all in Rome were were hailing him really as a god. And 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 his advisor tugged on his tunic and said to him, "Remember, Caesar, thou art but." A man. And I'm going to tell you something. God can use you mightily today. God can use me mightily today. But we are clay vessels. Amen. And apart from Christ, <laughs> I can do nothing. And I dare say you cannot either. Amen. I am what I am because of Jesus. You are whatever you are in terms of victory and overcoming and power of the Holy Spirit. All because of Jesus. When he said, Jesus saved me, it said immediately, Christ taking him by the hand and lifting him up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you have that sinking feeling today? Cry out to Christ in pure, childlike, dependent faith. And it, and Jesus will not fail you, even if your faith has failed to come up to the standard that would honor Him. You, you would, you would dishonor Him if you didn't call on Him and went on under. Amen. Call on Him and let Him lift you up and pull you out. Praise God. Amen. Jesus grabbing a hold of his hand, and I don't know how far it was, how far Peter got before he started sinking, but he didn't get too far, I'll guarantee you that. Amen. But Jesus, he immediately, time and space did not stop him from being right there before Peter went all the way under to grab him, lift him up, and listen now, Peter and Jesus supporting him, they both walked back to the boat. Amen. And I believe that's where faith really is, is, is characterized in that. It's not just, I'm standing on the word. You better get your eyes on Jesus, dear friend, because he is the reason that we can stand on the word. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. I would have went under, I don't know how many times, down through the decades if it wasn't for Jesus and his commitment to never leave me, never forsake me. Amen. Hallelujah. To hear when I cry, to help me when I'm down, to lift me up. Amen. Remember what David said in the old covenant? He said, Thou, O Lord, art a shield for me my glory and the lifter of my head. I see the shield of faith a little different than a lot of people. I know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But the word of God tells us more than just promises that he's made. Because the promise is only as good as the person who made it. Can I hear an amen to that? The promise is only as good as the person who made it. And the only way to stand on the promise is to get to know the integrity and the purity and the absolute character of God who made the promise to us. He could swear by no greater, so he swore by himself that by these two immutable things, his promise and his personal oath to perform it. Glory be to God. Amen. Listen, 
This is so important today. I believe the message is not get your faith built up so much that you can just stand on the word for the word's sake. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word, because it's through the word that we see the character of an invisible God, a man who is very real and viable today. Hallelujah. Listen, here's a man who who went through a struggle of his faith, Hudson Taylor. He said, I strove for faith, but it would not come. I tried to exercise faith, but in vain. Seeing more and more the wondrous supply of grace laid up in Jesus, the fullness of our precious Savior, my guilt and helplessness seemed to increase. Sins committed appeared as but trifles compared to the sin of unbelief, which was their cause, which could not or would not take God at His word, but rather made him a liar. The unbelief I felt was the damning sin of the world, yet I indulged in it. I prayed for faith, but it came not. What was I to do? Listen, before I go on with Hudson Taylor's testimony, word for word verbatim, amen. D.O. Moody said, I prayed for faith, and faith did not come. But one day while reading the scripture, I read faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I have been looking in the scriptures to see who God truly is. Amen. I'm, 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 I'm adding my own interpretation to what he's saying because that's what the Holy Scriptures tell us, who God truly is, that we might put our trust in Him. Hudson Taylor said, I prayed for faith, but it came not. What was I to do? When the agony of soul was at its height, a sentence from a letter from a dear friend was used to remove the scales from my eyes, and the Spirit of God revealed to me the truth of our oneness with Jesus, as I had never known it before. My friend, who had never been much exercised, who had been much exercised by the same sense of failure, and saw the light before I did, wrote, and I quote from memory, But how to get faith strengthened? Not by striving after faith, but by resting on the faithful one. Hallelujah. I've got that highlighted. I've got it underscored. I've got it in parentheses. Amen. And as I read, I saw it all. I looked to Jesus and saw. And when I saw, oh, how joy flowed that he said, I will never leave thee. Ah, there is rest, I thought. I have striven in vain to rest in him. I will strive no more, for he has has not he promised to abide with me, never to leave me, never to fail me, nor forsake me. Praise God. Amen. You, you see where the focus is, looking unto Jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. Listen to Numbers twenty-three nineteen. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, 
and shall he not make it good? Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Listen, Psalm 89, verse 1 and 2 says, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth I will make known thy faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, Mercy shall be built up forever. Thy faithfulness shalt thou establish in the very heavens. Praise God. Amen. God confirms His word, doesn't He? Nevertheless, verse 33 and 34 says, Nevertheless, thy love, my loving kindness will I not utterly take from him, nor suffer my faithfulness to fail. My covenant will I not break nor alter the thing that's gone out of my lips. Hallelujah. Praise God. You confess the truth, and God confirms the truth. Amen. That's why Hebrews 10.23 says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for He is faithful who promised. Glory be to God. He is faithful who promised. Praise God. God will not abandon you when trials and tests come. He is faithful. And you can trust His faithfulness in order to be faithful to Him. 1 Corinthians 10.13 There is no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. But be faithful. No, wait. You can't be without this. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you might be able to bear it. Amen. God will not abandon you. If you run to the mercy seat when sin triumphs, if you confess your sin, He's what? Well, let's read it in First John 1, 8 and 9. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. Listen, a holy God has every right to abandon us, to judge us, to punish us. But He's faithful and just to forgive us because He's faithful to His character of love and mercy. So He grants grace to you and to me today. Micah 7, 18, 19, and 20. It says, Who is a God like unto thee that pardoneth iniquity, that passeth by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He retaineth not his anger forever, because he delights in mercy. He will turn again. He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities. He will help us overcome our, our sins and weaknesses. Amen. And will cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. Thou will perform the truth to Jacob and mercy to Abraham, which thou hast sworn unto our fathers in the days of old. Remember the scriptures we close today in the Old Covenant. It says, when my heart is overwhelmed within me, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. 
For the Lord has been a shelter for me and a refuge from my enemies. When my heart, not if, but when my heart, when that occurs. And friend of mine, I'm going to dare say today, you, 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 every, every Christian is going to find themselves in a storm at some point in your life. And when you stand on the Word and act on the Word, and that is so commendable, the storm, instead of ceasing, will probably increase. And when it does, if your faith begins to waver and you get that sinking feeling, oh, friend, I've been there, but I have never went under and drowned because of Christ's faithfulness to hear my cry when my faith is 100% in Him. (laughs) Hallelujah. He comes. He comes on the scene. Hallelujah. And He's going to come on your scene today. If you will put your faith in Him, cry out to Him. Amen. Quit trying to show Him how strong you are and show Him how strong your faith is in Him. Hallelujah. That's where real strength is. That's why Paul said, when I'm weak, I have no recourse. I have to look to Jesus. I have to trust in Him with my whole heart. And what happens at that precise moment? Then am I made strong. That's where real strength is. It's not just you by yourself, by your own resolve, in the name of faith, trying to just... Act on the word, irregardless of the storm. Never see, never confess a weakness. Never, just, just, just stand on top of that mountain and never shake. Friend of mine, everybody needs to know their God enough to put their trust exclusively in Him. Hallelujah. Then you won't be talking about what your faith did. You'll be talking about what your father did. What your faithful God did. Hallelujah. When my heart is overwhelmed within me, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou, O Lord, has been a shelter for me and a refuge from my enemies. I thought that meant that you, some friend, some brother, some sister is going to come along and encourage us, lead me to the rock. I'm going to help lead someone to the rock uh, of their salvation, to, to the stone that the builders rejected, to that unmovable, unshakable character of God. No, there's not always someone to do that. He was praying in that psalm to God Himself. He's asking God to help Him to believe and to trust. Oh, what a prayer today that God would actually help us and not just withdraw from us. Friend, I I don't want to run with the big dogs. (laughs) It's not that I don't want to get off the porch and do anything for God. I've been doing that for years. Amen. I left the security of a, of a job that had a great retirement. I would, I would have had over 40 years with that company instead of just being out here on faith like I am. But I'm going to tell you, God has never failed me. I'd still rather be out here on faith, trusting in God today. Amen. Friend of mine, how we need this message of hope. This message of assurance today. I love that song, don't you? Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. 
Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine, heir of salvation and purchase of God. Hallelujah. Friend of mine, today, today, God wants you to know Him. The Scriptures are very clear in the Old Covenant. They that do know their God. Not just know the promises that He's made, but know the person who made them. And know the motivation in His heart to make these promises to us. His great love for us causes Him to be faithful. His purity of character, His holiness, a thrice holy God, as the angels cried, Holy, 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 cannot lie. And that becomes an anchor, sure and steadfast when the storms come for our soul, that reaches into that. Only thing behind the veil was a gopher wood ark and a golden mercy seat cover for it. But God manifests His presence, and our faith needs to get anchored in the character rooted in God's holy character, God's promise, and His personal oath to perform it will hold you when everything else is shaking, when everything else. That's why the Bible said, God is my refuge, David said. God is my strength. Therefore will not we fear, though the mountains be removed and cast into the midst of the sea. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today, if you don't know Christ as your Savior, His mercy is unchanging. His love is reaching for you. Come to Christ today. Give your heart to Him. And then set your focus on Him. And He will never leave you. Never forsake you, never fail you, in Jesus' name.